My name is Felix Guillermo. I am a husband, a father. I am a Dominican-American, born and raised in New York City. I'm an educator, currently as head of a school, as a principal. So all throughout my educational experience, what I heard many times was things like, the United States was evil, religion was bad, capitalism is wrong. I think if I would have heard that as an 18-year-old, I would have been very much swayed by these words. My parents are from the Dominican Republic. They grew up in a small town called San Jose de las Matas, where there was no running water and no electricity. I grew up in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, five-floor building. There was probably 30 apartments in the building. Each apartment was maybe 500 square feet. And so pretty much every family in the building was Dominican. The normal Dominican family, I, I, I would categorize it as a people that love to dance and love to party. And so we did a lot of that growing up. If you didn't dance, you were excommunicated from the family. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> the one thing that we did that really resonated our Dominican roots in our family was celebrating Christmas. And then when we came home from church, there was a party in every apartment. The doors are open. Food was in each one of these apartments and we would just go from apartment to apartment and wish everybody a Merry Christmas, dance a little, have good food, and then go home. Faith was so important in my family. My mother is a daily mass goer, um, would come home and we would have to pray the rosary as kids. The values that we had in our family were God first, family, country, hard work. So I went to college, I graduated high school at 17 years old. I ended up going to Hunter College in New York City. I got there just having done my confirmation. I was part of a youth group at church. But when I stepped into the college classrooms, I, f I started hearing all these things that contradicted the faith which, with which I grew up. And I started questioning my faith. I stopped going to mass. I started thinking about how evil the church was, according to my professors. And I really fell away from prayer, from participating in the church, from being part of the different ministries at church. And I began to uh, drink a lot more. I began to party a lot more and feel empty, really, because I wasn't being fulfilled in the ways that I had been previously. So my father passed away when I was uh, 23. One of the things that came out of that was that I decided to leave New York and moved to California. I moved with two high school buddies, and I remember the conversation vividly. Uh, my friend tells me, man, Felix, you don't look so good. And I told him, you know, I don't feel so good. I have no meaning, I have no purpose, I'm, I'm doing all these things that I shouldn't be. I need a change. And he says, well, what's that change? I said, let's go to California. I think uh, a change of scenery will benefit me. I had been in San Diego for about a year, and one night, my friend invites me to a party. And at this party, I would meet the woman that would become my wife. And I asked her, so what do you want to do in life? And she said, well, I want to serve God, serve my community, and raise my family with my future husband. And that, to me, floored me. 
because that's how I grew up. And she knew exactly who she was. And over the next few months as I got to know her, I think she really saved me because, again, I had still been teetering whether I was gonna fully come back to my faith, uh, what kind of human being I wanted to be. And she introduced me to so many great people. She introduced me to so many uh, great Latinos. I had never met conservative Latinos, and here was a whole group of conservative Latinos. And I learned a lot from them, not only from a religious standpoint, because she was very involved in her church, from raising a family as I saw them raising their own children. And I really thank God that I was able to meet my wife. And she showed me this whole different world of anything that I had really ever experienced. The flag of the Dominican Republic says on it, Dios, Patria, Libertad. God, country, liberty. Dominicans in value are conservative. If you go to the Dominican Republic, those, those values are the same. Now, I think as we come to the United States and you see one generation after the other, and as they become educated in our system, which a lot of the times is not conservative, it's very liberal, those ideas start changing and those values get abandoned. And I don't think that that's a good thing for our communities. I'm an educator, uh, currently as head of a school, as a principal, and something that has always struck me is those kids that come to us from uh, places where there is no faith, maybe there's some other things going on in the home as well, and those students that are coming to us from a solid uh, foundation, from two-parent homes, from a home with faith in it, how those students are able to, without much challenge and struggle, be able to do the right things. And some of our other students that are coming from these not-so-good places, it's always, a it's always work. I think that is the challenge of people that are working in communities, is to reach those kids that are not coming from the best places, but be able to bring out the best in them, because it's there. They just haven't recognized it yet. We have the ability to help mold these young people for future generations. Are they honest? Are they hardworking? Are they loyal? Do they appreciate the opportunities that exist? Do they go out and share that with their community? Are they servants as well? And being able to serve those around them. If we teach them writing, reading, and arithmetic, and that's all we do, then we've failed as an institution. All throughout my educational experience, from when I first started back in New York, to then when I came back to school out here in California, and I got my bachelor's and then eventually my master's, what I noticed in education was that it was one perspective. It was just a liberal perspective. I can't recall one conservative-minded teacher or professor that I had. One of the first things that the professor said was, did you know the Bible promotes slavery? And a little later he said, we should be a socialist system, not a capitalist system, because capitalism is wrong. I think if that, if I would have heard that as an 18-year-old, 
I would have been very much swayed by these words. The best thing that happened to me was dropping out of school. And I truly believe that because when I came back, I was much better formed in my own thoughts and in my own ideology. But instead, I was able to challenge that professor on those assertions. And I was able to have a conversation. And every class when we came back and the professor said things that were contrary to what I believed, I would make the point of saying it. By the end of the semester, a lot of the students were on my side in the class. And they would look to me and say, well, how are you going to answer that? <laughs> And I got along with the professor by the end. I got an A in the class. But I can just imagine how many students went through his classroom and heard the things that he had to say, and it went unquestioned. Going through my master's in education, I remember having many conversations in these classrooms about really the nature of the educational system and what needs to be done to better educate the students. But it always turned out to be more of a something to protect teachers unions and I just thought that that was so wrong because if we want to start with what's best for our students we start with the students. I also heard so many times about unions promoting things that the teachers themselves didn't agree with and they're almost always left-wing policies. And they just, it's, it's truth, it's gospel truth that this is the best way forward. And there's never a conversation to be had about what the true best way forward is in our educational system. And again, I'm all for paying people what they're worth. But a lot of the times in education, what we see is that people just get paid because they're there. And they're there over a number of years, regardless of what kind of job they're doing or not. Uh, and so this is not a good way to operate any business. It doesn't matter what it is. What are the results that are happening in classrooms? And how do we go about making sure that teachers that are doing a great job are getting paid? And at the same time, we can look at teachers that are not doing such a great job and not protect them as much. We have so much resources in our educational system. Could we have more? Of course, they could always be more. But that's not the reason our students are not getting educated. The reason that education is not happening in the classroom is not lack of resources, it's lack of values. When you send your kid to a private religious school, it is our mission to make sure that we send out good human beings ready to serve the community. The value is also that you are sending your child and they're gonna be in a classroom filled with children that are coming from places that value education. By no means is our school some kind of wealthy elite school. We serve underprivileged socioeconomic kids that are, a lot of them are on scholarship, but the parents are sacrificing to pay the other part of the tuition. Like my parents one did, my parents weren't rich either. So when I go and I'm looking for new teachers, I'm looking for that love of educating, first and foremost. I want teachers that love kids and are open-minded uh, to the different perspectives that exist. I have many colleagues that teach in the public school system. Sometimes that system that they work in is a very difficult one to navigate. There's a lot of bureaucracy, a lot of red tape. And so even if they think that something's a, a good idea, not, they're not always able to, to do that. When a teacher, again, goes through the system and all they hear is left-wing 
ideas in college and this is what they learn and then they turn on the media and that's all that's there and they don't get the other perspective, then of course they're going to come into the classroom and have a biased uh, uh, opinion of different things and how they teach comes off as left wing because this is all they know. And I don't want them to teach any ideology. I want them to teach what the facts are. I, when they're teaching government, for instance, I want them to teach how the government works. Not what the opinions of people in the government are, but how government works. But we're not learning that in the classroom because too often it becomes an indoctrination session rather than an education session. So si le puedo dar un mensaje a todos los latinos del mundo, sería que vamos a reencontrar los valores de nuestros papás y nuestros abuelos. Los valores de trabajar fuerte, de siempre echar para adelante, de nunca creernos las víctimas de nadie, porque no lo somos. Tenemos la capacidad como latino de hacer lo que queremos. Y estamos en un, en un país que nos da todas las oportunidades del mundo. Pero nosotros tenemos que de verdad enseñar a nuestros hijos, a nuestros nietos, que lo que tenemos es algo que es un regalo de Dios, pero de verdad tenemos que tratar lo más suficiente de hacer lo mejor con lo que Él nos ha dado. As Americans, we're privileged to be here in, in the United States and to have the opportunities that we have, but if we don't take advantage of them, they mean nothing to us. We can do with life and succeed as much as we can based on the abilities that we have. Will there be bumps in the road? Absolutely, yes. But what do we do when those bumps come? Do we just run? Do we just say, oh, I can't do it, they're stopping me? No, but we work harder we go out and we, we teach those around us to, to do, make those good choices and we will be successful. And pass it on to our children and allow them to see that the hard work that your parents did for you, now you are multiplying that for them and putting them in a position that within a generation or two, they're gonna be the ones that are privileged in so many ways. If we really want to pay homage to our ancestors, let's look at the values that our ancestors had. And are we applying those to our own lives and the lives of our children? I hope you enjoyed this video. And to keep PragerU videos free, please consider making a tax-deductible donation today.